This is Monday Motivation and this week we are talking about intentions and time blocking, two very geeky things that I'm very passionate about. Don't take the mick out of me, but I'm just going to take you through a quick 10 minute tour of taking your intentions, writing them down and actually following through using the method of time blocking. Something that people always say that they're dead frustrated about is that they've got great intentions um, and then they just don't follow through. And then actually like what we found with all our habit research is that every single time you don't follow through, you're actually creating a habit of not following through. And that's literally the opposite of what we want. And so how on earth do we actually create a habit of doing the thing that we want to do, but just don't? This is the way I do it and it's through setting my intentions weekly and then using the time blocking method which you can do more research on if you want to but I'll do a quick explanation here to actually make sure that it fits into my life and it also helps me to set realistic expectations. What I am really rubbish at is thinking that I can do absolutely everything all the time. And when I don't, I get disappointed. And when I get disappointed, my mood drops. And then I really struggle to pick myself back up again and get going again. And that is definitely not routine that I would like to continue. And so this is actually the method that's helped me do this. Doesn't mean that I'm perfect. Doesn't mean that I do it every single week. But the weeks that I do, I see a dramatic improvement in my mood, my results, and just actually the mood on the Friday as well. That's really important to me going into my weekend feeling like I'm free and easy and happy and calm. So here it is. First thing that I talk about, I'm going to talk about is intentions. On our Facebook group, we set our intentions every single Monday. I ask you to write down a couple of things that you intend to do that week. It doesn't have to be about anything in particular, just what needs to be something that you want to achieve that week. We call them intentions because you intend to do them. They're not rules, you don't have to do them, they don't define you, but they're just intentions that you're writing down, you're making it plain on piece of paper so that you can A, refer back to it, so you don't forget it, and that's a real key one for me, is because I can have a great idea and I'll know that's it, that's the future of my business or that's the future for my family. And then half an hour later, I've completely forgotten about it. So writing it down means I don't forget about it. It also means, so A, I can refer back to it, but B, by writing it down, you're kind of declaring something that actually, you know, is, is going to happen. If you just think about it briefly, quite often you think about another thing and then this one's gone. So we are literally just declaring on a piece of paper what you intend to do that week. And that's really, really important. It can encourage you, it can motivate you, and it can keep you going when you're just feeling like you've got nothing else to hold on to for the rest of the week. So you write down your intentions, whether that's on the Facebook group or in your own journal or in your own phone, whatever you like to do. You can set three intentions overarching for the whole week. You could um, set them being quite holistic ones, like I will remain happy this week, or they can be very specific. I intend to complete this task this week. I intend to not clean my house until 7 p.m. every night this week. Whatever it is for you, if you write it down, it will generate some tasks. 
So when you have generated the tasks from your intentions, that then gets put down on a just a massive list. Okay, so you get a piece of paper or you use your, an app on your phone, whatever works for you, and you write down every single task that you need to fit in that week or you would like to fit in that week. Then you're going to take that list and you're going to use your calendar. Now I choose iCal, that's the calendar that I have on my phone, so that's the one that I use. You could use Google, you could use pen and paper, you could use, um, what's that one called, a bullet journal, whatever works for you. Just make sure that you've got something that is helping you plan the week. And this might sound a little bit regimented, but it's not. It's just, I think it's actually more freeing than it is, you know, you don't feel, don't feel like you're going to be a prisoner of your calendar. It actually frees your mind a little bit. So you take every single task from your calendar that really needs to work and happen in the window time window that you're actually planning. So you could do this for the day ahead, you could do this for the week ahead, if you're super crazy, you could do this for the month ahead. And you take the tasks that you need to do for that time window and you pop it into your calendar. Now you don't just write it in as another to-do list, you're actually gonna create a window of time. So what might help you is to actually time block all your free time, all the time that you've got to fill, fill up or if you're self-employed like me, you could do this for your working day and you're going to block out windows of time for you to finish and complete that one task or to work on that task. Now you could take this as crazy as I have. I have blocked off um, the kids breakfast time, the time that they actually transition from breakfast to the car, which is getting dressed, AKA the worst time of the day. <laughs> And then I time block the school run because I need to have to always remember that I need some time to go to actually get them to school, but also to calm down my brain and my blood pressure after they have gone to school. And so that's all time blocked out. So I know exactly where I am at what point I don't put anything else in my diary at that time. So instead of just saying I take my kids to school in 10 minutes, I say I take my kids to school in half an hour because it gives me that time afterwards to not feel like I ought to do anything else. Then I take my tasks and I block out the windows of time it's going to take to do them. And like I just said, it's important not just to write it down, but to also really create some buffer and some margin between your tasks so that you're warming up to your task and you're cooling down from your task. So let's say that you are making a YouTube video. You need some time beforehand to uh, prep your face and your hair or whatever it is that you like to do um, and you need to include that in your time you need to include the actual doing the task time and then some time afterwards to kind of reset your mind reflect and that is actually what I think is the most important thing and what people forget to do you finish your task and then you immediately go straight into the next one even if you're doing this in your spare time in the evenings, I think the same rule applies. You need to have a little bit of margin, when it, whether it's cooking dinner, having dinner, a little bit of time afterwards to actually chill out and think about the next thing or to prep yourself for the next thing or whatever it is, just to chat to the people around the table with you. Whatever it is, just make sure that you've got some buffer time before the task and after the task so that you can truly enjoy that task and it's not something that you want to avoid in the future. So then you've got that those time blocked windows 
on your calendar and it looks all pretty and great and then something horrible happens and you are completely out of your mind with what on earth you're going to do with all these tasks that are on your calendar. Now, what I would suggest actually you need to do is keep them on the calendar. So if they didn't happen, you can move them to the next period of time that you've got available. And that's actually what I did this morning. So this morning, the morning routine did not go great. It's one of my surviving days, not my thriving days. So I looked at my calendar and I looked at what could move because I'm going to need some more time this morning to get ready for the day. So I took um, what I put my workout in at half past nine and I've changed it now to 12 o'clock. So now I've got a little bit more time. And then there was something at 12 o'clock, which I've actually had to take off my calendar and to put back on my to-do list. It wasn't a priority and um, moving my body is, as you all well know, it's what keeps me alive. And so therefore that had to go. But if you do have a period of time, say in the evening, I could have moved that down to this evening after my kids go to bed so that, you know, it just means that it's still on my mind. It's still going to happen today. It's just at a different time. That is totally acceptable. So you've got two options. When craziness happens, you either move your time blocking section to another time of the day or hopefully tomorrow, but if not tomorrow, then you've got a second option, which is to take it off, but make sure you put it back on your long to-do list, okay? Now, to stop that from happening so often, you really do need to think about it. Could I adapt the task? Could I make it shorter? Could I delegate to someone else? Could we tidy up the house as a family? Whatever, <laughs> okay? You need to think creatively about what you can do with that task to make sure it happens, because sometimes... If you're anything like me, if it goes back on the to-do list, it's going to be a couple of weeks until it comes back on again. So when life goes crazy, you either move the window to another day, to later on that day, or it goes back onto your list. And then you do the same thing tomorrow. You review your list, you think about what you can fit in, what needs to move about, but making sure that nothing gets lost so you still keeping to your intention, still trying to achieve the things that you want to achieve. And then the last really important note is when you're taking intentions and then you're moving them in the week, putting them in, you also need to take some time to look back on your week to see how it's gone. Now, I talk about this in exercise a lot. If you don't reflect on your movement, on what you've done, Quite often what happens is, is that you just move on, you either forget about it and then you don't actually look forward to it the next time or you take the time to reflect on how great you're feeling so that the next time you're trying to muster up the motivation to move, your mind goes back to that memory of feeling satisfied and relaxed and buzzing with happy hormones and you're like, actually I'm craving that feeling again, we've got to move our body. So that only comes with reflection. The same thing with nutrition. If you don't take the time to think about how your body is feeling after food, it's quite likely that you will just keep feeding yourself food that really like you don't respond too well to. And then you'll keep not feeling too great or feeling low and lethargic and you'll be thinking, what the heck is going on? Why am I feeling this way? And Whereas if you took time to reflect on what you've eaten, how you're feeling, you'll know next time 
whether you want to repeat it or whether you want to avoid it. And that I think is so important to our energy levels, to our moods, and then obviously to our overall health as well. So taking the time to reflect on your week, on your intentions, whether you achieved them or whether they were unrealistic, will just help you learn in the future how you work best, A, how you need to word your intentions to make it right for you, B, and see whether you are expecting way too much of yourself or not so that you can adjust it slightly so that the next time it's more likely that you'll actually achieve that intention. So just to summarize what we've talked about today, we talked about setting intentions for the day, week or month, however you like to work. For me, it's the week and then I reassess it each day as my day starts. Setting a couple of intentions that um, that helps you understand what you're what you're looking to achieve that week. What can you do today that will make you feel like you've been productive and you are satisfied at the end of the day? And include tasks like moving your body, choosing your foods, talking to people, getting some fresh air, all things like that. If we don't plan it, sometimes it can just not happen. So let's be intentional. Let's set intentional plans and then actually follow through through careful time blocking in our calendars. So if I could ask you to do anything now, it's to go and ensure that you've got a good solid notebook for a to-do list. You've got a good calendar that works for you, whether it's pen and paper or whether it's a online calendar or a calendar on your phone and then just practice setting some windows for some tasks that reoccur at well nearly every day really so make sure that first you've blocked out the windows of time that you cannot achieve anything and tell yourself right why why that is name it and then you're going to set out your free time and then you're going to time block the windows within that free time so that you actually achieve the intentions that you set yourself that day or that week. And then you could also time block reflecting at the end of the week, but I don't want to overwhelm you with too many tasks. Okay, I hope that was helpful. I hope that next week you are smashing it. Actually, you know what? Start today. I would love to see some of your pictures of your calendars if you're not too private. Um, even if you do set yourself a time block for smiling at someone, that would make my day. So if you've made it this far in the video, make sure you do take a picture of that and send it to me and I will definitely be sending you out a coffee in the post. My favourite thing. All right. I hope you are great and that that was helpful and have a great day. Make sure you smile at someone and move your body.